Well, when you hear that, it is, of course, Q&A on The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. You're with myself, Muhammad Zain Majid. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. And, of course, uh, the lines are open immediately on 021-442-3530. But the easy way to do it is you SMS us your questions. And, of course, remember, it's easy because you remain anonymous. All you do is uh, take your phone, you type out a message, and you send it to 47913. No short code in front, VOC, nothing like that. You just type your message and you send it to the following number, 47913. And of course, joining us online to answer all of your questions, none other than the Honorable Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah khairan, Brother Muhammad Zain. Barakallahu fikum. MashaAllah, something in the start. How's Mufti keeping this evening? No, Alhamdulillah, everything is fine. The winter has set in now. Fajr time, night time is but cold. But Alhamdulillah, we're enjoying good days with Allah's help. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Well, we are also going to start this evening with some of the questions that was left over from last week uh, while we're waiting on uh, listeners to send in the questions to 47913. Uh, next question, it says, uh, Mufti, can Mufti please explain if a man get married who is who's not working, but his father says he will maintain them. Does the father then pay the mahur as well? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulil kareem. Amma bad. All praise due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of this universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If the son is still studying or doesn't have a job and the father says, fine, get married, and he will support them, then the father should just give the mahar amount to his son, and then the son can give it directly to his wife. Even if the father-in-law gives it to the daughter-in-law on behalf of his son, so that also will suffice. The main thing is that the woman should receive something as a mahar and marital gift. She can indeed. Uh, just a reminder, our number is 47913. That is, you can estimate to 47913. Now, Mufti, is it permissible to go on a boat cruise where alcohol and pork is served? Definitely haram. We must remember we as Muslims must stay away from all type of vices where there is wine and swine and all these type of un-Islamic activities. One side there will be so much music, there will be so much nudity and then the wine and swine on top of it. So everything there is haram. So it is not permissible for Muslims to go with these type of cruises. Now Mufti, after you've washed your clothing in the washing machine, is it okay to there after wash husband's dirty clothing that he wear when he take the dogs for a walk and the dogs has tendencies to jump, smell, lick on his clothing and uh, listen says shukra for the valuable program Mufti in a case like this, what will happen is once you take that clothing and you place them all into the washing machine, so obviously what happens is it gets spun, it gets washed, it gets everything. So once it comes out from there, then all the clothing will be considered as far here and as pure and clean. We should not allow negativity and doubts because then nothing will be considered as clean as long as when it comes out from the washing machine, superficially, apparently, we can not see any impurity, hence it will be considered as pure and clean.
Shukran indeed. The next question, Mufti, is it a sin to give back inheritance as clothing if you have taken possession of it already? What is the consequences of this particular action if someone gives it back? And also, what is the, the consequence of the disease as well, Mufti? When the father or mother has passed away, then the first thing we need to do is the burial expenses, funeral expenses from the estate. If one of the son, daughters, friends want to pay for the funeral burial expenses, so that's fine. Second, the debts of the deceased must be paid. Three, the wasiya. Wasiya is for non heirs, whether it's a person, organization. A person says he wants to bequeath, for example, 5,000, 10, 20,000 to Voice of the Cape, so that will be fine and acceptable. And the last one will be the shares of the heirs. So let's say the son or daughter took possession of the clothing or the cash or whatever you, and thereafter they give it back to the estate and say, no, we don't want it. So that's fine. And as long as the person who gave it back is sane, is mature, and gave it back without any duress, nobody put pressure on him or her, then that what they gave back will go to the other heirs, and then they can distribute it among themselves. The voice of uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein on uh, The Voice of the Cape and of course uh, the program being Q&A. Taking your calls on 021-442-3530. That's off air. But of course the easy way to do it, you can SMS us uh, your questions uh, uh, to the number 47913. Now Mufti, can a couple who was granted a fasakh remarry during the Idda period of the wife? It's totally permissible. There's no problem with that. When a lady and a husband had a fasakh done, and now absence makes the heart grow fonder, so they realize they want to get married. So during the idda, if they remarry, it's fine. That what is mentioned, that a lady in idda cannot marry, that means she cannot marry another male. But if she wants to marry her ex-husband, so that's fine. There's no problem with that. Now, Mufti, will the husband be held accountable for not guiding his wife who embraced Islam? Definitely, because now the wife embraces Islam, it is a duty upon the husband. He must be the one to teach her. He must be the one that is a, that is a sample example for her. Therefore, the Quran Karim states, Ya ladina amanu, ku anfusakum wa ahalikum nara. Oh, you believe, save yourself and your family from the fire. Hadith in Bukhari Sharif, Mustafa Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stated, Kullukum ra'in wa kullukum mas'oolun an Each one of you is a shepherd and you'll be questioned about your flock. You can't just make the, the, the lady a Muslim and then just leave her like that. No. And you, sister, when you see your husband is now shirking his responsibility, so go to some muallima, some female there in your vicinity area so she can teach you about Islam. Shikana Mufti, what is the duty of a daughter-in-law towards the mother-in-law? She calls her a pig. Astaghfirullah, Allah forbid, for us as Muslims to use these type of words are absolutely haram. If we were living in a Muslim country, then remember whether the mother-in-law called the daughter-in-law or daughter-in-law called the mother-in-law, then there'll be ta'azid, there'll be punishment. Such people could be imprisoned or some lashes given to them. So to call people by those type of names definitely unacceptable. You must go and ask them for forgiveness. Secondly, remember, mother-in-law, treat your daughter-in-law as your daughter. You daughter-in-law, treat your mother-in-law as your mother, then Alice is rare. But the problem comes about everybody wants to be the boss. 
Now we bring about the slogan of shaitan, Ana min, I am better than you. Daughter-in-law tells the mother-in-law, We are they, your mate, the say. Then the mother-in-law say, We are they. So all this, We are they business, Ana min. So all these stems from the pride and arrogance. If one party just gives in a little bit, then things will work out properly. She can indeed go on to our next question. Um, it says... Uh, Mufti, I'd like to know, consuming hemp oil uh, for cancer and illness, uh, it's reported uh, to have a greater healing capacity. Would this be acceptable? It would not be acceptable once it has haram ingredients involved because there are so many other alternatives. The only time we can go to haram medicine and so forth is when it is life and death situation, there are no alternatives, then only we can use it. But here we have so many alternatives, you know, olive oil, the hadith, the Quran speaks of it, the hadith speaks of it, kulu zayt, waddahinu bihi, that eat olives and apply olive oil, fa'innahu min shajarati mubarakah. So use that and inshallah, Almighty Allah will give you cure. Shikan Mufti, next question. My husband raises pigeons. Is it permissible? If you mean that he raises pigeons, just, you know, for shock <laughs> and desire and hobby, so that will be fine. But if there is races and gambling involved and all these type of things, then definitely that is not permissible if people are betting and all these things. Now, Mufti, I'd just like to know what we could do. My husband can't seem to find a job. We go and look every day and his family is very jealous people. Is there any advice, please, Mufti? Three things you and your husband must do. Both of you from tonight. Now is Layla to Jumu'ah, the night of Friday. It's a big night. So now before Isha, after Isha, Walillah al Asma'ul Husna, read the 99 names of Almighty Allah. And when you come to the name, you'll see one name and attribute of Allah. Ba'asitu, read ya ba'asitu, ya ba'asitu, abundantly, any amount. And inshallah, Almighty Allah will open many doors for both of you, so you can get risk and so forth and sustenance. Second, both of you, if you can wake up early, in the early part of the morning, 3, 4 o'clock, otherwise any time, Astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah abundantly. When a person makes istighfar, the Quran Karim states, Yumdidukum bi amwal yu wabaneen. Almighty Allah will bless that person with wealth and children as well. So abundant istighfar. Third one is daily read two rakat salatul hajat and beg Almighty Allah, Ya Allah, we want halal income and you have promised us, Ya Allah, that you will always answer our du'as and supplications. So never become negative with Almighty Allah, always be positive with Almighty Allah. Shukran indeed, our number 021442 or of course uh, you can SMS us to the number 47913, that is 47913, and of course uh, the voice of Mufti Abdul Qadr Hussain answering all of your questions. Uh, listener wants to know, says I'm in my mid-40s and health-wise it's becoming a bit difficult for me to fast. I have yet to atone for fast missed already in the past. What can I do, Mufti? Now, in a case like this, remember, you will have to fast in Ramadan. You can't say, no, it's difficult, therefore, you can manage. It is mind over matter. And the fast you have must, you still got so many days now of Rajab left. You got Shaban. So if you can't keep the Qadha every day, then every second, third, fourth day. So that will be compulsory upon you. In a case like this, remember, 
that payment will not suffice because you can manage, although maybe you can't keep it consecutively, but you can manage once a week, twice a week to keep the qada. So we must keep the qada in that instance. And this year, mashallah, we know that Ramadan in South Africa is in winter, so very, very short days. So from now, cry and beg Almighty Allah, Ya Allah, give me the energy, the strength, the good health, so that we can make qadr of Laylatul Qadr and of Ramadan. We appreciate, inshallah, the night of power and the whole month of Ramadan, inshallah. Inshallah, indeed. Now, my husband's girlfriend sends a jinn to him while he sleeps even in Ramadan. I saw it. It had her face. So she has total control over him for 25 years. We get moved to, to give some advice on how to get rid of this jinn after this. The voice of the Well, we continue now with Q&A on The Voice of the Cape and, of course, continue taking your calls on 021-442-3530 and uh, your questions via SMS on the number 47913. That is 47913. And remember, um, SMSs are charged at 1 Rand 50. The question we posed, Mufti, before the break, it says, My husband's girlfriend sends a jinn to him while he sleeps even in Ramadan. I saw it. It had a face. So she has total control over him for 25 years. Mufti? Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla tells us in the Noble Quran about the incident of Harut and Marut that is in Babil, in the city of Babylon in Iraq. So what do they do? The shaitan, the jinnat, yufarriquna bihi bain al-mar'i wa zawji. They want to cause separation between husband and wife. So you and your husband, your marriage, inshallah, is good. Now that so-called girlfriend, first of all, your husband must sever all ties with her, not entertain her phone calls, SMS, BBM, nothing. And that's the first thing he needs to do. Then how can you protect yourself? Remember, daily read Ayatul Kursi, read Qul Wallahu Ahad, Qul Arbi Falaq, Qul Arbi Nas, the last three surahs of the Noble Quran after every Salat before sleeping. And every week you should be reading Surah Baqarah, the Hadith is mentioned in Sahih Muslim that the shaitan will run away when a person reads the Surah Baqarah and the Hadith in Surah in Sahih Muslim states, Iqra'u Surah Al-Baqarah, read Surah Baqarah, fa'inna akhzaha baraka. When you read it, it brings baraka, blessing. Wa hasra. When you omit it and don't read it, it brings about regret and remorse. Wala yastati'u'a al-batala. The evil forces cannot overpower it. So you must stay in Wudu, a sister and husband, and read Surah Baqarah once a week, and after every Salat, the last three Surahs at the Kursi before sleeping, Almighty Allah will protect you from that so-called uh, lady sending jinnats and so forth. I mean, inshallah. Now, Mufti, my brother married, uh, my brother's married, but he's seeing another lady. He told his wife he wants to leave her. What should she do as they are married for 20 years? No, brother, you can't do that. But it's absolutely haram. 
Now you feel that your wife is gone old and cold. Now you just want to walk out. There might be children involved. Remember that that's a major, major sin, that now you'll be neglecting your wife, neglecting your children, and now you know everything that's new. It's a saying in Arabic, everything that's new, it is very delicious, but afterwards you yourself will regret. So all my Allah is giving you a chance. Repent, sever all ties with a girlfriend of yours, that mistress, and both of you read Rabbana Hablana Min Azwajina Wa Zurriyatina Qurata'yun. Oh Allah, grant us spouses and children that the coolness of the eyes. Surah 25, Surah Furqan, <coughs> verse 74. Read Ya Wadudu, Ya Wadudu, Ya Wadud. Ya Allah, you instill and enhance the love between us, husband and wife. And when the thought of that lady comes, read A'udhu Billahi Min Shaitan Rajim. Shikan Mufti, uh, listener says, I noticed that people make two rakat sunnah before Maghrib. Is this uh, allowed that you can make uh, for, for Shafi, for, if you're Shafi mother follower? In Bukhari Sharif, the hadith is mentioned, Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Swallu qabla al-maghribi rakatain, Swallu qabla al-maghribi rakatain, Swallu qabla al-maghribi rakatain, insha'Allah. Read two rakats before your maghrib salat, thrice Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Therefore, according to the Shafi's Hanbalis, it is Sunnah, and the Imam can give them time also after the Azan and the Dua and so forth. So give three, four minutes, people can then read the Turaqa Sunnah, and then you read the Maghrib Salat. Yes, it is encouraged according to the Shafi and Hanbali scholars. The Hanafis say that you should not read it because they use another Hadith, La Tazalu Ummati Bikhairin Ma'ajjalul Maghrib. The Ummah will remain in goodness as long as they make haste with Maghrib. But anyway, according to Shafi's Hanbalis, it is better that the Imam waits till the people read the two rakat salat. Next question, Mufti. Can I add extra salawat to, to the end of my Farah salah before I read? If a person now is reading behind the Imam and you know you read At-Tahiyyat, the Tashahud, thereafter you want to read Salawat, it's good, you must read, and then you have to read the Dua. But if your Imam takes long and now you want to read Aided Salawat, then it's fine. For example, you want to read Ya Rabbi Salli wa Sallim Daiman Abada Ala Habibika Khayril Khalqi Kullimi or you want to read Jazallahu Anna Nabiyana Muhammadan Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Ma Wa Ahlu Words like that, so then would be fine. But remember, don't read extra words and you don't read the Dua. They'd rather you don't, you just read the words of the Hadith and then the Dua and make Salam. Shikhan, now the next question, uh, Mufti, it says, if you go for Hajj and you go in with the Umrah, uh, where you done your ihram at a Mikat after Umrah, you remove your ihram and you don't go to, to the Mikat again to don your ihram for Hajj, how many dams must you pay? What happens is that you come to Medina Munawwara first, for example, from there you had a Mikat, Bir Ali, and that is, you know, what the people call Bir Ali, with Zul Hulayfa, actually, from there you fasten ihram for Umrah only. Then you made your umrah, you came out of ihram after you shave your hair or cut your hair. Then you stay in Makkah or you stay in Aziziyah. Then wherever you are on the 8th or 7th or 8th of Zilhijjah, then you don your ihram again. And that is in Makkah or Aziziyah. You don't have to go anywhere else. Aziziyah is part of Makkah. And then you continue to Mina and Alas Azrakh. 
So you go to the Miqat only once, and that is when you are going for Umrah. That Hajj is called Tamattu Hajj. And for us, the South Africans and people going first time, remember Tamattu Hajj is the best because it's the easiest to come out of Ihram. Shikana Mufti, uh, what was the, uh, the Prophet uh, Lut's wife's name? Was she a righteous person and what was her name, Mufti? Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla speaks of her in a noble Quran. If you open the noble Quran, Almighty Allah tells us that Nuh alayhi salatu salam's wife and Lut alayhi salatu salam's wife, they were non-Muslims. Open Surah Tahrim, chapter number 66, verse number 10. Surah Tahrim, chapter 66, verse 10. So, Kafarum Ra'atanuhu Amra'atalut. They were not righteous in that sense. They were non Muslims. At that time, for a person to get married to a non Muslim lady was permissible. Her name was Wahila, and the other wife's name was Wahila, meaning one's wife, Nu alayhi salam's wife's name, Wahila, and Ulut alayhi salam, Wahila. But remember, there's not mention in the Quran or authentic hadith. This is all mentioned in historical references. Our number 021 and of course the SMS line number 47913. That is 47913. Um, remember, SMSs are charged at 1 and 15. Next question, Mufti. How do I fight uh, pornography, addiction, and masturbation? Obviously, the first thing you will have to do, brother, is realization. You must realize that what you are doing is now a major sin. Why? You are addicted to the porn, and then to release yourself and your frustration and desire, last then you're masturbating, the Allah forbid it can get worse, then zina, fornication, all these things there. So my advice to you is three things. Number one is this, if you are watching it all this on your phone, get rid of that phone there of yours, all these modern phones, just get one simple phone where you cannot see all this and view all these things. If it is your TV or Internet, get rid of it. Because it is better to get rid of it than rather keeping it there. And always then you will find it irresistible. So that's the first point. Second point, ask Almighty Allah for help and cry to Allah and say, Allahumma hassin ha swad noon. Allahumma hassin farji. Oh Allah, you protected 45, my private part. So in that way, inshallah, you lead a chaste life. And third one, you are not married, it seems. Therefore, you want to masturbate and do all these things. So you must start fasting every second, third day fast, and that will crush your desire. And then, inshallah, you look for a good, pious wife also. Then, inshallah, then, inshallah you won't have to do all these things here. When there is water, you don't have to make tayammum, brother. So when you have your wife, then you don't have to do all these things here. Shukran indeed, Mufti. Uh, next question. Uh, I hope I say it right. It says, are, we, uh, are what we see in uh, Topkapi Museum very authentic, Mufti? Yes, we can say 99% of it is authentic. In fact, last night I told one brother who's leaving for Istanbul, he must visit Topkapi. We need to understand why we say 90%, 99% is authentic. You know that Medina Munawwara was the capital of the Muslim Islamic Empire. But when war broke out, and remember during the Ottoman Empire, then most of the things that were there were brought to Turkey, and then you had the Ottoman rule for four or five centuries. So therefore we say that majority of it, we won't say 
percent, but we will say ninety percent of it is authentic. Now, Mufti, can I do some extra surahs in the third and fourth rakah of a far salah after Surah Fatiha? Remember, when you are reading for salat, then Nabi alayhi salam taught us, as mentioned in Bukhari Sharif, Swallu kama ra'aytumuni uswalli, perform your salat as you see me performing the salat. So Mustafa sallallahu alayhi salam in Zohar, Asr, Isha, and Maghrib, that's a three rakat salat, only read the surah after surah Fatiha in the first two rakats. So in the third and fourth rakat, you only read Surah Fatiha, no Surah. And likewise in Maghrib, the third rakat, only Surah Fatiha. So no, you should not be reading any Surah there. And you just read Surah Fatiha in the third and fourth. You want to read extra Surahs and so forth, you do so in your Sunnah Salat, your Nafil Salat. Then you can read three, four, five Surahs after Surah Fatiha, no problem. Mufti, a friend of mine remarried a second wife without the first wife knowing six months ago already. Is this allowed? Remember, if you're asking from a fatwa point of view and a verdict, yes, it is allowed. But is it ethical? No. And is it practical? No. Because you have to do justice. Now, after six months, the wife gave to know. Now, there'll be a small civil war there. She will say, you better divorce that wife or you choose between the two of us. Now you brought, O oh husband, all this musibat calamity on yourself. وَمَا أَصَابَكُمْ مِنْ مُصِيبَةٍ فَبِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِيكُمْ You thought you were able to do your thing in secret. How can this remain secret, my brother? So now you will have to solve all these things. You will have to become a big diplomat. You have to buy one big gift for your first wife. And a lot of things you will have to do. Because now, you know, I told you before on air, the one brother told me that he's going to take both wives for hajj. I told him, make sure you take two separate rooms. Otherwise, you're going to pelt you, brother, and not <laughs> pelt the shaitan. You can read the voice of Mufti Abdul Qadr Hussein on the voice of the Cape. Our number is 021-442-3530. And, of course, you can SMS us on the number 47913. The program Q&A on 91.3 FM. Now, Mufti, I've been to several mosques, and each time, Mufti, children are being pushed to the back uh, in the masjid. Why is that so? Can Mufti please give some advice? First and foremost, are children allowed in the masjid? That's the first question. There's a hadith in Ibn Majah, Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Jannibu masajidakum sibyanakum wa majaninakum. Your children and the people who are insane should not come to the masjid. The hadith is weak, but the fuqaha, the jurors have to do something. If the children cannot behave, I give you one story that happened in our masjid here in Lanesia in Johannesburg. The small the person brought his son, his son opened his fire brigade and he let go in the masjid. So then they came to me. So I say, must I blame the child? Must I blame the father? So when children cannot behave in the masjid, they want to open their fire brigade and a lot of things there. So they want to run around, play on all. Then we must not bring them. When they six, seven years old, then we bring them to the masjid. It's fine. They know a little bit about discipline and so forth. That's one issue. Second issue is this. In Islam, we say that the men will be in front, then the sons and the boys at the back, and then the girls right to the back, and then the women right to the back. So, خَيْرُ صُفُوفِ الرِّجَالِ أَوَّلُهَا The best serve, the hadith in Sahih Muslim, the best serve for the men is the one right in front. 
And the worst uh, for the man is the one right at the back. So from there, the ulama deduced that the man should be in front, then the young boys, the children who are not mature and balik, then if the ladies and so forth, if they separate facilities and so forth. Can, uh, Mufti, can uh, one do the kunut in other farsala when in difficulty, for example, during the walk of Aisha? It is permissible according to the Shafi'is in all five salats, whether it is loud salat or it is soft salat, like Zohar and Asr, that you read the kunut because of so many problems in the Ummah. You look at Nigeria, Palestine, Iraq, Afghanistan, Kashmir, Egypt, Syria, so many countries, so it's fine. According to the Hanafis, it's permissible for the Imam to make the kunut in Jahri Salat. So it will be for Mafajr and Maghrib and Isha and Jumma. So Jahri Salat, it will be, Jahri means the loud Salat. So that will be permissible according to the Hanafis. So Isha, all the ulama allow it. Now Mufti, can Mufti please explain what the punishment is for people who drink some wine and also will the fast be accepted? Yeah, there are three issues. We all know that wine, alcohol, intoxicants are haram in Islam. Second one is this, if a person, Allah forbid, Allah forbid, drinks it, remember 80 lashes must be given to that person in public. That's the Islamic law. And third one is regarding the Salat, the Hadith in Mishka Sharif, Mustafa Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Man sharib al-khamra, whoever takes this alcohol and wine and so forth, Lam yakbali Allahu lahu salatan arba'ina sabaha, for 40 days Allah will not accept his Salat. It does not mean this person must not read Salat for 40 days, he must read more Salat because he has to beg Allah for forgiveness. But you won't get the optimum and maximum reward, you'll get little bit reward. So remember, this alcohol, the entire industry, A to Z, is totally condemned. Mustafa Rahmatullah Alameen, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, said, Al-Khamru Ummul Fawahish, Ummul Khabayis. This alcohol, wine, is the mother of all vices and evil, and we can see how it destroys the whole society. Allah protect us all. Shukran indeed. Now, Mufti, if the soul leaves the body when you die, who or what is questioned in the grave? Only the body? We'll get an answer from Mufti after this, inshallah. The voice of the grave. Welcome back. We continue now with Q&A on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. Well, the question we posed, Mufti, before the break, it says, Mufti, if the soul leaves the body when you die, who or what is questioned in the grave? Only the body? Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla gives the answer for this, my dear brother, sister. Surah 39, Surah Zumar, verse number 42. Almighty Allah Jalla Wala states, Allah who yet awful anfusahina motiha, 
Almighty Allah takes the nafs, that is the ruh and the soul when the person dies. Wallati lam tamud fi manamiya. And the person who does not die, but he is in his sleep. So then also Almighty Allah takes it. So we see our ruh now is traveling. We're going to Cape Town. We're going to Makkah, Medina, Masjidul Aqsa, wherever, Dubai and all that. So while we are sleeping, then the person who's dead, فَيُمْسِكُ الَّتِي قَضَى عَلَيْهَا الْمَوْتِ So Almighty Allah keeps the ruh there. And then for the others, the person who's alive, وَيُرْسِلُ الْأُخْرَى So Almighty Allah releases it. So when the person dies, remember the rule leaves the body, but question time, enjoyment time, all that, remember the rule is back with the body in the sense that the rule and the body will have the enjoyment or the punishment or the questioning, so all that will reconcile. Shikamufti, now if a man utter you, utter three times in your face, and he means what he's, what he's saying, I talak you, and the wife accepts, can she go on with her life? Remember that when the husband has given his wife three talaq in fi majlis in wahid at one time, then according to the Shafi'is, Malikis, Hanafis, Hanbalis, even Imam Bukhari, rahimahullah, the three talaqs are valid, and then she must sit in idda. After the idda, then she is a free lady, and she can get married to anybody else. She cannot reconcile or remarry that ex-husband now because now the three talaqs have been given. That marriage is totally broken now. Shikar Mufti, now if I miss my dhuwar salah and asr is in, what salah do I do first? And if the jamaah is making asr, do I do asr with them or do I make dhuwar first? First and foremost, brother, you must remember to miss your salat is a major, major sin. Secondly, if the Jamaat is on and now you will join the Jamaat and read your Asr, then after Asr you read your Zohar Salat. But if you are reading on your own, then you read your Zohar first and then you read your Asr. But make sure that this does not, doesn't happen again. The more we must Salat, the weaker our Iman becomes and then Allah forbid this fear that that person might lose his all the Iman and go out of the fold. See one verse of the Quran I mentioned to you. Ma salakakum fi saqar. What made you walk in state into Jahannam and the fire of hell? First thing they will say, Qalu lam nakum min al-muswaleen. We should not read our salat. So it shows there can be terrible, grave consequences when we miss our salat. Mufti, if the husband hasn't paid the dowry yet, can he talak his wife? If the husband talaks his wife and now after one year, five years, he hasn't paid the mahar, the marital gift, then remember that will be a debt upon him. He has to pay her because he deflowered her, he used her, and now he has not paid her. And if he doesn't want to pay, then you, the wife, something he told you, thousand rand, something of his that is thousand rand, you can take it away because now that's a debt that he owes you. Shikana Mufti, I recently found out that my husband is busy with prostitutes. I'm devastated and don't know what to do. Please, some advice, Mufti. The first thing you need to do, sister, is tell him to go for an AIDS test. And if he is positive, then remember you mustn't fulfill his conjugal rights because you will get affected and Allah forbid, then you get AIDS, Allah forbid. So that's the first thing you need to do. Second thing you need to do, give him ultimatum that if this is going to happen again, then finish, then you will be going out of this marriage because you are tayyibah, you are pure, and he is khabis. 
That is the word Allah uses for men or women who are immoral, involved in adultery and so forth. And third thing, he must realize the consequences. In Islam, when a person commits adultery, the punishment is capital punishment is death. So therefore, if he's not prepared to change, repent and beg Allah for forgiveness, ask you, then remember it's best for you that you go to the ulama and then you can apply for a fasakh if he does not want to give talaq. But first thing, sister, get your doctor to check him up because don't let him cook up the results and so forth. So because, you know, nowadays bribery, corruption is the order of the day. Now, Mufti, I'd like to know when a couple uh, talaks or fasakh, does the woman need to go on the idda even if she never had sexual intercourse, Mufti? How in Isha Salat, Isha is first, then the Sunnah, then the Witter. So similarly, it that comes about after the talaq. Even if the husband, wife, you take, for example, old people, 60, 70, 80 years old, Allah forbid, now that the husband, he gave talaq, or that the husband, he died, or fasakh took place. So in all these cases, remember, they will be it that because five years ago, three years ago, there was intercourse and sexual relationship, although afterwards, you know, he got old and cold and what have you, but the it that will still be compulsory upon that lady. Shikana Mufti, I picked up books and on careful examination, I found out to be from the Ahmadi. What is the best way to dispose of it? The best thing to do is that go to your imam, your sheikh, a learned alim, and give it to him and tell him to use it and use it as dalail and evidence against the Qadianis, the Ahmadis, and so forth. But you yourself, the public, the layman, should not read it because maybe one, two things they say there, it will impact on you negatively. Therefore, Mustafa, Nabi, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in the initial stages, when Sayyidina Umar radiallahu was reading one, two pages of the Torah, Nabi alayhi salam was furious and said, what are you doing and so forth. So therefore, for the layman to read, it could be dangerous. Now, Mufti, if you're married and you find out uh, yourself to be very unhappy in the marriage and you've tried to reconcile and the marriage, uh, can the couple get divorced on these basis, Mufti? Remember that our advice will always be what the Quran Karim speaks, was sulhu khair, reconciliation is the best. Remember, shaitan, the biggest joy for him is when he brings about that separation, talaq, between husband and wife. So I will urge you, husband and wife, both of you, tonight is Laylatul Jumu'ah, take two sets of paper, husband, you write down all your likes and dislikes. You, wife, you write down, and both of you can compromise a little bit, and inshallah, for the sake of Allah, then you reconcile. If you are sincere, Allah's help will come, remember. Now, Mufti, a parent passed on, the daughter lives in the house, takes her own time to sort out the estate, disregarding the brothers. Can Mufti please advise? In a case like that, remember the daughter might be the executor and therefore she feels she can do what she pleases. So what you can do is go to the ulama and tell them to write a letter to the daughter 
And if she doesn't pay much attention because she knows that the ulama and all of them today, we can only have that power of implementation, then you can take the matter to court as well and say that the father or mother passed away so many months or years ago, and yet the executor is using delaying tactics, maybe enriching themselves in the process, and therefore trying to delay. Remember, justice delayed is justice denied. In Islam, these type of matters must be expedited. And you, sister, daughter, that your delaying tactics, remember, is a grave, grave concern. I would advise you, sister, and the heirs to read Surah 4, Surah Nisa, verses 13 and 14. When we do the estate properly, quickly, that is a supreme success. You disobey Almighty Allah, Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You go beyond the limits, like, yeah, it seems the daughter, the executor, is playing for time and delaying tactics. Allah dispatches that person to Jahannam and the fire for a very, very long time. And such a person will be getting a receiving a punishment that is of humiliating punishment, disgraceful punishment. Chapter 4, Surah Nisa, verse 14. So these are the options open for you, the brothers and the other A's. Shukran indeed. Uh, Mufti, uh, uh, a listener wants to know, um, the wife had a menses and they slept together. What, uh, do they need to make istighfar? No, husband and wife, when the wife has menses, you can sleep with your wife. But remember, the wife must cover the portion from above the navel or from the navel till the knees. Ma focal izar, the hadith in Abu Dawood. So if you want to touch that portion there, Mr. Husband, then the size and all that, then it must be above the clothing. Don't go underneath, don't skin to skin, that's not permissible. I, I think they were intimate, Mufti. Yeah, that is so what that they mean. I just want to come to mm. that. I said, but if you were intimate, then remember one thing led to another and she was in a menses. Then Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, first that the Saddaq bidirhamin bidinarin, words like that are mentioned, which means they take out 20, 30 rand and give it out as charity, and both parties must make toba. And you, the wife, you must be very careful in future. Tell your husband, we're going to sleep together, but the red robot is on. He must wait till the green robot comes on. <laughs> Inshallah, shukran indeed. The voice of uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain. We're going to pay the bills. When we come back, we'll be in the last segment of our program. Q&A. Welcome back. Uh, we're in the last few minutes of our program Q&A and shukran indeed to all those that SMS and phone as well. Now, Mufti, is it permissible for a Muslim man to marry a Christian woman without her converting to Islam? 
last age, even Sheikh Yusuf Qardawi has passed the fatwa, and I have it in his book, Fatawa Mu'asara, because the conditions there are not conducive and so forth. One practical example, if the Muslim male marries the Christian lady, she might bring wine and swine in the house. Secondly is that when there is a child or children, then she will bring up the child or children according to the Christian faith. So therefore, our fatwa on this issue, it is not permissible. Shikam Mufti, now if I, my wife have, okay, I've asked that one, is it permissible for, um, let's just get to that, we refresh the screen there. Um, Sh- Mufti, I have a son that does not make salah. If we make salah, he goes to his room, does not care what we say to him. What do I do as a parent? You need to read Surah 46, verse 15, Surah 46, Surah Ahqaf, verse 15, وَأَسْلِحْ لِي فِي ذُرِّيَّتِي Oh, Almighty Allah, bring about reform, goodness in my children, my progeny. Secondly, start ta'aleem in your house, take Riyadu Salihin, the translation is available. Third one, let the father, mother, or the muallim, the ustad, the sheikh speak to him. And yet he doesn't listen, then boycott him totally. No perks, no fringe benefits, nothing. Tell him that you want to rebel against Allah, so we are not going to feed you and give you all your perks and so forth. So you have to be cruel to be kind sometimes. Shikha Mufti, a lady says that her husband had an affair and got married eventually to her sister-in-law. And... um, uh, she says now that sister-in-law uh, says she wants out of the marriage because she's not happy, but her imam does not want to give her a fasakh. Um, what should she do? Obviously, their whole marriage was based on deception because, you know, he was married to you, and then behind your back they were eloping. Allah alone knows what they were doing. So this is what they are seeing now, that all the harm coming to the, to the fore. So what will happen in a case like this? She will have to stay in that marriage, and if the husband wants to give talaq, then he can give talaq. But she, the imam, is right. He should not give the fasakh to that lady. Mufti, I'm under idda, but uh, my ex refuses to respect my idda. The sheikh said he must move out of the after the, the after the three months. I feel so uncomfortable with him still in the house. What must I do? In a case like that, where the husband gave you talaq, and now the iddat period is finished, and your husband does not want to move out, easy, the house is yours, go to the police, go tell them that they must have an order to evict him. They charge him for trespassing, because now he must not be in that house at all. You are total strangers. Now, Mufti, the wife refuses to sleep with the husband for weeks, going into months, because of a disagreement. Can the nafaka now be withheld to assist in uh, the changing of her mind? 100%. In a case like that, the husband should withhold the nafaka because now the wife is gone to another extreme. They had an argument, whatever differences, but now the wife went in another room and told the husband, now you, I want to fix you up. So this is a wrong way of solving problems. Now one day, two days, one week, okay, but now it seems for months it's going on. So sister, now you are going there too far. So the husband has all the right now to withhold the nafaka and maintenance. Final question, Mufti, can we give our zakat money for the purposes of the building of a masjid? No, that's not permissible. Remember Surah 9, Surah Tawbah, verse 60. 
All Allah mentions the eight categories who are the, the recipients for zakat. And to say a masjid, no, you have to make tamlik. Tamlik means you have to make a poor Muslim person the owner. So the masjid you build with lilla funds, you build with the halal funds, and not zakat. And that the owner is all Allah because the land, the structure, everything is waqaf. And in waqaf, only all Allah is the owner. Shukran indeed uh, for all the questions and SMSs that we received. Mufti, that leaves us with about three minutes for some nasiha, inshallah. Bismillah rahman rahim Tomorrow, Friday, is the 23rd of Rajab. And we know Monday night, according to the many historians, is 27th of Rajab. And the incident of Isra and Mi'raj took place. Isra, the journey from Makkah Mukarramah to Masjid Al-Aqsa, the miraculous nocturnal journey of Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And then from Masjid Al-Aqsa to the seven heavens. Now, dear brother, dear sister, what is our Mi'raj? When we stand in Salat, remember that symbolizes the first part of the journey, and that is from Makkah to Jerusalem. When we go into Ruku, that symbolizes the second part, when Nabi Sallallahu went to the seven heavens. And when we go into Sajda, then the Nabi Sallallahu Mukalama, Muhadasa, dialogue with Almighty Allah. So when we are in Sajda, the nearest the servant comes to all Allah is when we are in Sajda. So exert yourself and beg Allah, make abundant dua in that posture. We are speaking to all Allah is authentic hadith in Sahih Muslim. Turn the pages of history, O oh dear listener of Voice of the Cape. It is the year 1187, Gregorian calendar 1187. It's a Friday and 27th of Rajab. Salahuddin Ayyubi Saladin the Just, as the West called him. Then he liberates Palestine, Masjid al-Aqsa, everything. When he climbs onto the mimbar after 88 years, a khutbah is rendered and delivered. What does he start his khutbah with? فَقُطِعَ دَابِرُ الْقَوْمِ الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ The zalims and the oppressors, Allah Ta'ala has cut them to shreds, and all praise is due to Allah. I beg you, I appeal to you, my dear brother, sister, elder, make special dua that all Mahdi Allah returns Masjid Al-Aqsa to its former glory, and may we see the day where it is back in the hands of Muslims rather than being in the hand of the enemy, May Almighty Allah give victory to all the Mujahideen in different parts of the world. Shukran, Jazeelan, Barakallahu Fikum to you, Brother Muhammad Zain, and all the listeners. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah khair to you, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain. Allah protect and guide you, inshaAllah. And we look forward to speaking to you again next week. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Well, that was, of course, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. And, of course, once again, a big shukran to you for sending in your SMSs and your questions and phoning in as well. And most importantly, for tuning in, hope, uh, um, and th- that's a beauty, one person sending the question, but there's thousands of others that can benefit from that particular answer.
Well, it's gone to about three minutes after the hour of seven uh, this evening. Very shortly, we'll be going into the um, uh, uh, Aisha package. And, of course, uh, thereafter, we will be crossing to our past studios. We're um, fresh from Makkat al-Mukarmah. He returned last week, mashallah, but Talib Samai. He will be having his regular program on a Thursday at uh, just after seven, between seven and eight, with uh, Imam Fuad Samai. And uh, thereafter, we'll have the gentleman from the Rocklands Masjid live in studio that will be performing the dhikr for us this evening here on The Voice of the Cap. So from myself, Muhammad Zaid Majid, until next time, I greet you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.